Ladies and gentlemen, the following is scheduled for one fall. It is time for that way cool wrestling show! Hello everybody, welcome to That Way Cool Wrestling Show. My name is Danny J, along with Mark Lindsay. Hey now. Hey now, Mayor Mark Lindsay in the house. The Grand Onslaught Jackson. What's up? And filling in once again, we got the f- grandfather of them all. I'm trying to just Uh-oh. give you something. I'm just trying to give you a build-up. I don't know. Just deal with it. <laughs> James the Moore. Father of our father. I'm not trying to be cheesy with it. I just want to give that. You're it's a No, he looks like he, he with his goatee right now. He's reminding me of. A trademark here. Was it um? Potato salad. No, what was it? Oh, what was it? Uh, sorry, sorry. From Men on a Mission. Was it Mo? Yes. What was it? Mo? That's what he reminds me of. Just picture that. Go on, go on and look up Men on a Mission on, on Google and then look for Mo. And that's what James I will about. gladly get out of the way if you want to come charge me. What? A guy had a. Actually, actually more like TD Jakes, I guess. Okay, yeah, I can see that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that went over my head. <laughs> that's the right Reverend Bishop Doctor. Reverend TD Jakes. I get a uh, yeah, slightly Bishop. older Ron, Ron Storr, is what I get. No, he's <laughs> So it's That Way Cool Wrestling Show. Make sure you check us out on Facebook at That Way Cool Wrestling Show. And you can go to the website, thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com. And we are trending, uh, not at this moment, but we're trending, I like to say that, on Twitter. You can check us out on Twitter at TWCWS Podcast. So check that out as well. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, things that are were tradition that are not being upheld anymore by the newer or younger talent of today. Um, And you're going to say, well, what are you talking about? That's kind of a general statement. And there are a lot of things that were little things and other things that were big. And I think some stuff is just tradition. And I think other things, I believe, can impact what you're watching uh, today. And we're going to talk about those things uh, in general. There was an article that was out that we're kind of basing it off of. We're going to go off on a tangent because there's other things that Stop. were not on the article. article. There was clickbait, everybody. Clickbait out there on clickbait. Facebook. There was some clickbait it was clickbait. It wasn't an article. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it was long enough. I had to get through 15, 15 things. things. <laughs> I, had to get, I like that. That's why you click the view article on one page, Dan. Come on. Yes. That's what I did. I'm older. I don't know. Well, we're going to use that. As, <laughs> we're going to use that as an inspiration because yes, I think yeah. there are many things that are. There were a lot of things yeah. that are not on there, um, honestly, and um, you know that's that's kind of like what's going on here. So, um, a lot of things you want to. You have some stuff that you have in mind. So, well, I have some things in. that weren't mentioned on that specific article. Um, only we because we haven't even mentioned it. So you can I, start right, off with that. There we go. Great. So, <laughs> some of the things that I think are not being done currently. Uh, that were done in the past would be the um, the the stage interview uh, back in the 80s and, and yeah. 90s. You know, you had your NWA at Techwood Drive Studios where you were in a very intimate studio, and you had your yeah. white background with Tony Schiavone, Dave Crockett, Jim yeah. Ross, and there was a promo, and they would be an- announcing a promo. Ric Flair, tonight in Philadelphia, you're going to be facing off against Ronnie Garvin. Tell the fans what's going you know. And they would tape it Saturday mornings or, or Wednesday, yeah. and then they would air it Saturday for that night. Um, and then the WBF, on a larger scale, had like the, the stage where off to the side where the wrestlers came out. 
and Sean Mooney um, or, or, or Gene Oakland would come out with Ken here's Patera. The, here's the thing with a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Go figure with a backdrop, right? Not in the backstage area, right. Of an arena, like in a ba- with a backdrop, so it yeah. looks presentable. Go ahead, go right? Ahead. Well, they'd also do it with yeah. the ring as a backdrop, you know, mm-hmm. like so. Like here, they they have an actual stage with Gene Erkeland. Here, here's Ken Patera, and welcome back. Uh, you know, you, you just got you just got back from jail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here you wow, go, yeah, and then, yeah. right? And then and then Bobby Heenan kicking him out of the Heenan family, and it's like. The audience was live. They, they, granted, they taped a lot of shows at once. This was yeah. this was before uh, modern era, you know, modern technology era. and yeah. internet and everything. But I mean, these kind of old school feels come back when they celebrate the raw anniversaries, or if they do an old school show. But these are the things that I think can still be implemented today. Yeah, to be used. Um, one of the things that always drives me nuts about the current product and, and after this point I will shut up um, during the Monday Night War which again a lot of people I think falsely remember the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars as something better than I really think it was there was a lot of crap during that era there was yeah. we put up with it because the ratings were so high and talent like Chris Jericho or Benoit or Rock and Austin were getting over we kind of lived with the crap that happened. You're also talking like, about like naked to, Midian. You're also <laughs> talking about three to four hour shows, though. Correct. Well, yeah. two or three hour shows, not. Well, WCW went beyond. They were showing matches in between the commercial breaks. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah so, so, so every single week, for example, let's, let's take the height of the NWO era. Hulk Hogan was at every Nitro or d- damn near every Nitro, but he didn't necessarily wrestle every Nitro. Right. He would do a promo. That was more the, appearances he did in the whole WWF. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, there are times where less is more, you know. And right now, with Brock, you know, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. With we all have an idea what's happening with, with Brock and Roman Reigns, um, and we all kind of have this idea that Brock is going to be disappearing either permanently or at least for a while. Um, Brock was used as an attraction during this this last run. Um, they were he was promoted for events to try and get that live local audience to attend, but us fans watching on TV only got one segment, and that was that was it. That's all we needed. We wanted more. We wanted more Lesnar. Um, and to be fair, because I I don't like to to, to compliment WWE when I don't have to, the way that they've used Roman Reigns to try and get him over. I, I, for the most part, I kind of liked it. You know, he got got handcuffed, got beat up with a chair. Good. That's old school. There's something old school about that that kind of mm-hmm. felt like Dusty Rhodes' Four Horsemen. You know, the make it good Tully right. moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, I think less is more, and 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 a lot of the talents need to not wrestle every single week. We need time to groom a storyline to make fans want more, and again. Uh, we say this every single time we record, so I'm sorry for repeating ourselves, but, you know, you're, they're now booking for a four-week program. The, the next pay-per-view is, is this month or this, right. you know, and they don't get a long-term storytelling no. moment. Um, and I, I kind of wish that, that was back. I don't think you need to have well, you know what, Seth I mean, Rollins wrestle every week. There's avenues, what you're talking about, where if they are there every week, the match, the the accumulation of all this animosity between you and I and blah blah blah, 
I'm done with it because I already seen you right each other yes, yes. on a regular and, basis. Uh, okay, so let's let, let's pull something out of thin air. Let's say that Seth Rollins and Finn Balor have a feud, okay? Which you know they have in the past over the Universal Title. Let's say that they're building up towards a one-on-one match. Well, if they don't wrestle each other in a tag match, or if they don't if they wrestle each other and the other opponent is at ringside doing commentary, there's only so many. Who are you going to throw him in the ring with? Let's be honest. You're going to throw him in there with somebody like um, an Elias, right. maybe a Tyson O'Neill, Tyson O'Neill, um, T- excuse me. Um, you're going to throw him in there with somebody who can quote unquote job because you're not going to r- run the risk of having right. the guy lose because you're trying to build up a program. Right. So that kind of ties into not having jobbers, you know, because now you're. You're putting over one talent at the risk of putting down another talent. So there's just a lot of things that kind of you well, can't really why, build a that's proper. That's why enhanced talent was is I believe is still necessary. It is absolutely. And yeah. a little bit here and there, you see them come back a little bit here and there, and like they were using it with Braun Strowman. Right. Um, they have been using it sparingly, right. but they've been using it in Impact Wrestling where they have jobbers come in um, here and there for the women's division. Uh, and, and sporadically for things, but like, like to give you an idea of what you were saying there, a long-term feud that's been going on has been Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Okay, it's been going mm-hmm. on for now. It's got to be over six months, right? But here's the problem: how many times am I going to have to see them butt heads, butt heads, butt heads? Like you said, keep. Give me give me a month where I don't see them wrestle, mm-hmm. each other. You know what I mean? Like it's something like that. He could be talking shit in the ring while he's beating up somebody else. You know, same thing mm-hmm. with Sami Zayn, whatever the case is. But I'm just constantly it's like, eh, and and it goes back to a whole other thing too. Whereas I don't respect these guys like I did in the past because they seem like, and this is the writing, and obviously this is not the the performers themselves. It seems like when you watch, if you sit back, it's like watching a playground with children bullying other children. It's what it seems like. You know what? In law, in just adult form. You know, part of the problem is that you said how you feel. You're one person that right. feels that way. Right. The writers might be looking at it, well, how do the rest of the people feel? Maybe they like what we're doing. Right. Maybe they like showing Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens come out every week and have this problem with uh, Shane and Daniel. You right. Know? So they might be looking at it that way. Right or wrong, right. they might be looking at it that way. That's the truth. And and, and there's obviously reasons. That I, and you can couch potato coach this as much as you want. The guy's making billions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, whether you like right, talking about McMahon. Watching. Yeah, we're watching. Right. We're watching, well, regardless. And I think, I think to, to try and... Make, not make an excuse, but to try and, try and um, tie in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Raw is now three hours. That's entirely way too long. You have three hours every single week. So they almost have to use the same talent every week. They almost need the big name talent to wrestle every week because if they only had to fill one hour a week or two hours of live TV a week, they could probably afford not to have those guys wrestle every single time. If they didn't Do split a promo the brand, and, if they didn't split the brand, it would be okay. Right, if they if they if they just wrestled SmackDown as just another wrestling show, mm-hmm. 
Because I'm not saying give up SmackDown because they've had a secondary show for how many years now? We're talking decades. Mm -hmm. Okay? But if they didn't split them up like brands, because here's the deal. The brand idea was when WCW was absorbed. Okay? So now you, you more than doubled your current enormous roster at that point. There's no need for that anymore. That idea is is an antiquated idea because now your roster's been trimmed down. You have and then you have NXT. You have like, you know, the network so you and what do they do with the the, the cruiserweights? They, mm -hmm. they barely have them on TV, so they have them on their own show. So you you don't physically have a thousand I'm just pulling a number. I'm not saying this is an actual number. A thousand wrestlers, you have five hundred. So now when you had there when you sit there and have your entire women's division in one match, that's not a division to me. Right. That's not a bit. Thirty people, I'll give you minimal. Thirty people well, for a division. Thirty might be kind of a little high. But it gives I, you gives you a lot to in and out. But you know what you just said women. As an example. Right. Well, right. I don't know if it's a good example. Only because women are only going to take up so much of the show itself. Yeah, but they're taking over now. Well, Let's face it. I'm looking forward to the, the Charlotte Flair's matches before I'm looking forward to anybody else's. <laughs> That's only because Oscar's involved and yes, you love Oscar. Is. <laughs> oh, is. is that the reason? There's a double-edged sword there. Kleenex. By the way, I like to compliment volume back up. I like to compliment Dan because he just recently said antiquated and he couldn't say uh, strategy. I can't say strategy. I so I want to give a prop. Good <laughs> going, Dan. Mighty Howard. <laughs> but um, the, the the thing is, like, uh, when and I said this before, off off camera, off mic or whatever. Like when you had when you watched like NWA, they had a different show every single week, and through interview, and this goes back to what you were, Mark you were saying before, through interview they were able to push those feuds along. Mm -hmm. I don't have to wrestle this week, but just hey yeah. fans, I'm letting you know I'm still pissed right. at this guy, or right. I still want his belt, or whatever the case is. And I think that's easier in today's uh, climate. That would be easier to do with like a two-hour show. It would be. Wrestle one, and and you also have the dark match aspect of it. I'm not saying that if you're if you're going to the Philadelphia Wells Fargo Center, and you're a fan of wrestling and you want to see John Cena or Roman Reigns wrestle, great, give them that dark match main event. But you don't need them to wrestle every week. Have them right. come out promo. I mean, to be fair, as Cena's been doing it the last few weeks, trying to call out the Undertaker. Right. I don't. For refresh my memory. I might be wrong. I do watch a lot of the uh, Raw on DVR, so I can fast forward through the stuff I really don't care about. Right. I don't think Cena's wrestled on TV, but he's done the promo to try and call out the Undertaker. I don't think Cena's granted, he's got stuff he's doing, so of his course. time is limited. Anyway, what do you mean? But, yeah. Wait a second, time out. I don't buy that because if he's doing other stuff like Today Show or movies, yeah. he's still there in the arena. He can wrestle a ten-minute match. So don't well, tell me he well, can't. Well, and I think that go, go kayfabe. Remember, Tony Schiavone had a very good point. He said, if I see it on TV, I'm, I'm considering it to work unless I'm mm -hmm. told. They could be sitting there saying, we want this. Because let's face it, if he's calling him out, he's not getting an answer. He's not getting an answer. It's fueling that whole John Cena, what are you worth anymore? Nobody wants, no one, no one gives a shit about you anymore mm -hmm. type of thing. So it's one of those things where it could get John Cena to self doubt you know to have self-doubt 
and be like, the Undertaker doesn't even give a shit about me anymore. Blah, 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 you know, and let's face it, too, not for nothing, the Undertaker retired after Roman. I think I think he was defeated by Brock. I don't think that's the fucking accumulation of that's where I'm going to test whether I'm worth or not anymore. Well, he said it himself in a in a, in the the shoot interview, quote unquote, the kayfabe shoot interview with with Roman. You're you're resting your laurels on someone that wrestled once a year and has a bad hip. Right. So you're just fucking down. Then what the fuck are you worried about yeah, going yeah, right. going for him for? Pick somebody else. Go with Braun Strowman. He's right. all right. Yeah. Braun Strowman is is more than happy to beat you up. Hey man, you had a you had a storyline in place. You had Shane McMahon who's suffering from a legit hernia and a uh, staph infection or something, right? Yeah. yeah. And his brother-in-law Daniel Bryan's returning to the ring. That would have been a great spot, you know. Right. <laughs> and then you you've seen his name to elevate Sammy and and, and Kevin Owens. Your two favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what it is though, like and like you had a good idea too. Like remember back in the day in WWF. Uh, somebody would be wrestling and enhanced talent and then you'd have that little pop-up window right and yeah. it, would, it would be like yeah so and so and it wouldn't be, and you know it was taped because they weren't mm-hmm. commenting on anything that was happening in the mm-hmm. ring or something like that they were just saying hey so and so you know you think you're big and bad when you when I catch you blah, 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 I'm going to destroy you uh, you know and then we go off that kind of shit was it was entertaining and it kept the match going and it, it you didn't have this like you know, and you, fans, you can't see me, but it's it's this horrible way of interviewing that the WWE insists on doing, where it's like they wait for their cue. Ladies and gentlemen, they, Roman Reigns in the mic, done. And then and then he talks. <laughs> there's no follow up question. There's no question whatsoever. <laughs> right, and there's no and there's no excitement. Mm-hmm. Everybody's as calm as calm can be. They all smoked a joint like right before they went on the thing. It seems okay. Like. So so you're and then up. when they walk off. The commentators are staring at them. Yeah. Like, like I would come out and like, what are you looking at? <laughs> you know, I would start a fight with the commentator. You brought up another point. Dead ace. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan brought up another uh, comment, uh, another another point. So yeah. one thing that they don't really do anymore is allow the wrestlers to have their own promo. They don't give them any creative uh, freedom with, right. with, with a promo. Um, something else I want to touch upon. I'm sorry, I don't want to hijack the show. Back in James, James, you can, you can play. I'd love to hear your comments on this. Back in the day, wasn't every title match a two out of three falls match? Back in the WF? No. WWWF? No? Okay. No. I would like to see more two out of three fall title matches. Mm-hmm. I think that would be more because you can have a talent. Precise, there's a precise winner. Well, there's a precise winner, but let's be yeah. honest too. Let's say there's a guy that's not quite ready to become world champion. Like a, back in the 80s, it was Sting and Flair. Let's, currently, there's a, like Elias, okay? Elias, he's he's getting over, but he's not. You know, we, we would not see him as a world champion at this no, moment. Not at all. But you put him in a match with Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns is champion, two out of three falls. Well, now you're allowing Elias to get a, a pinfall on Roman Reigns, not winning the match, but he can get a pinfall. Hey, here's a guy who pinned the world champion. Granted, it was he lost. But he pinned the world champion, and it could elevate the talent to a higher level. And I used to love two out of three fall tag title matches, the Russians and the Rock and Roll Express. And mm-hmm. I mean, there it built it built talent. And maybe you weren't gonna pull the trigger and have them go over. In fact, one of the first times I saw that it was uh, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov against the Bulldogs. Yeah. 
Was it a Saturday night's main yes. event? Yes. And and yeah. was it Volkov's leg like draped over the bulldog? They get the pin real quick. Like they yeah. pinned mm-hmm. them first. Yeah. And I was like, and at first, like as a kid, I'm like, what, did they just win? And like yeah. you didn't realize it was two out of three falls. And I'm like, well, now how are they yeah. gonna bounce back from this? Oh my god, because the British Bulldogs were like my favorite WWF right. tag yeah. team. And uh, you know, it that that's a crazy thing back then. And well, there's another one between them and the Dream Team, and I think that's yeah. what I was talking about. Where it was tied at one fall apiece, and then I think Dynamite Kid and Greg Valentine banged in, ran into each other. Yeah. And the way that Valentine landed, his leg was draped over Dynamite Kid, and the referee counted three. Yeah. But again, it was like kind of half laying yeah. on his side. It was like yeah. Was on him it was like a gave, fluke. Yeah. But <laughs> it put you know it put them out. The, the team who won or who needed to win won, but you left wanting the the, the Bulldogs. And it, and it wasn't like, yeah, they didn't definitively lose. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. And and it goes back to another thing you were kind of like mentioning about with the the way they, they, they shoot the promos and stuff like that. Honestly, I believe if they went back to old school and said, listen, I just need you to hit these points. Yeah. And Fill you, it in with your, with your words. You your, do your yeah. gimmick. Let's see. And not be a teleprompter. Here's the problem with it. A Go lot ahead. of guys don't have that ability. We don't know that though. How do we, we know don't that? know that? I think we. Maybe, I maybe. think the cream would rise to the top, as you say. I've, 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 oh, I'm yeah. quick to say that, and you know, I, I feel that way because I love doing promos. But <laughs> one of the things that we have seen, we have seen where a lot of guys they've given them the opportunity, like, all right, go for it. Well, and then recently, they stammered. Then they got nervous about it and right. they took it away. It's like, like that okay. happened with Roman Reigns. Right. They gave him the chance and he he dropped the ball. Right. But Punk. Sam Punk got the chance and he hit Grand Slam times 10, man. That was that pipe bomb, you know? Yeah, uh, I think guys like Cena probably have some some control over what they uh, talk about. But I think there's a lot of teleprompter involved. Like, you know who really showed that was Jinder Mahal. And I became a fan of Jinder Mahal. Like, after he won the title, I think that really built him as a performer. But when you would watch him do an interview and he was it literally was like a backstage with like char- that girl Charlie or whatever and she's got the mic in his face and he would be like and he would be constantly looking down and my daughter of all things she goes that shit's gotta be written on the floor you know what I mean like my 11 year old kid's like that shit's lit written on the floor I said you might be right I don't know because I say after oh, every statement, did it for the rock. We're talking about promos. I got a story. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, my grammar school was Alain Locke at 46 in Harrisburg, West Philly. Mm-hmm. It's still open. So uh, the old Philadelphia Arena was like a block and a half away from that on Market oh. Street. Right. Yes. Okay. And uh, every Tuesday night. Uh, every every three weeks on a Tuesday night were the TV tapings of Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. before moving to Allentown. Okay. So uh, I knew what Tuesday nights they were there, and I was always there. So we get out early on Tuesday, and I'd go run into the arena. It was like 2.15, 2.30, and they already got the marquee lights up, shining bright the way Tower Theater does now. Right. So the marquee lights are shining, and it's like, wrestling tonight, come see it, blah, blah, blah. And on the side are all these TV cameras with these big, thick wires going into the door, propping the door open. So as a kid, I went in there to see what was going on. It's dark in there. Right. And then uh, 
I go around to the ring, well, not to the ring, but to see the ring, very well lit up. There's Vince McMahon in the middle with a microphone. The face is on one side and the heels on the other. And I was like really confused because I just like bought into everything, you know, good guys versus the bad guys, you know, everybody's an enemy, they're fighting each other, they can't fight each other. So there was, who was there on one side? Kim Batera, Stan Hansen, uh, the executioners, Kowalski and Mm -hmm. Stud. Albano, Glassy, and the Wizard. And on the other side, there was Ivan Putsky, Chief J. Stormbolt, Billy White Wolf. Mm-hmm. And then closer to me, three guys having a private conversation Gola Monsoon, Dusty Rhodes, and superstar Billy Graham. Wow. And I'm like really, really confused <laughs> as a kid now, right? So yeah. then um, they're over here talking, and uh, one thing I didn't believe Kim Batera actually saw him smoking a cigarette. You know, he was all into the muscle building and health and everything. The camera smoking a cigarette. What's that all about? <laughs> so then uh, I got thrown out by one of the guys. He came over and said, I'm sorry, kid, you got to leave. Guess who threw me out? Classy Freddie Blassie. <laughs> wow. So then I left the arena, and coming up to the arena was, was, a, was a guy I just met. He was uh, doing the color commentary with Vince, Anthony Naraka. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh... I spoke to him, he said, uh, it, it was so funny, I spoke to him, he said, how you doing, where you going? I said, Fred Blassie just uh, just kicked me out. So, Anthony Naraka, he was, he started cursing, and he was like, that son of a bitch, ah, 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 ah. those motherfuckers, ah, 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 ah. And whenever Anthony Naraka laughed, he sounded just like the Count. On Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> it was One, so two, three yeah. pieces of a man. He sounded just like the cow. <laughs> and I think he said to himself, I'm going to give this little black kid a throw by here and be cursing. You know what? He was right. I was thrilled to death. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That's so great. And you know it's you know what's cool about that? It's it's so it humanizes everything. You know, and, and like I did shows in Long Island. And we had like Johnny Rods doing the commentary, and we had um, Ox Baker doing commentary. Big Ox Baker. Oh my God! And let me tell you something: if ever there was a scary man, <laughs> there that was Ox Baker because this guy mustache alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, and I was an adult. You know, what I mean, I'm like in my <laughs> early twenties, and I'm like, you know, I can handle myself. You know, you know. But this guy scared me, and I didn't want to do any interviews with him. I didn't want to, and I'm the producer, right? I'm like, I don't want to do any of this shit. He, it, this was around 99, to give you a time frame. And at that point, Ox, you know, his osteoporosis was like out the wazoo. So it, his legs were like an O. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's a huge man. He's tall, and he was still very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... The mustache was literally bigger than my torso. The mustache was mm-hmm. huge. I mean, it was just—he looked like an action figure, like, 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 almost like he looked like, like his action figure. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like you never watch. If you ever watch, um, uh, what's that? Robot Chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put the, the, the Play-Doh guys together. That's what he looked like. Because everything was like just three-dimensional on him, and his eyebrows were as big as his his mustache, yeah. oh, right? Man, his eyebrows—they're uh, huge. And uh, he was kind of senile. He was very racist. 
was a very racist man. I ain't gonna lie. This guy was dropping. Was oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in New York, prominently, it was a lot of Spanish. Where we were at in Long Island, they came out to the show. It was a lot of it was a lot of uh, Puerto Rican descent, you know that type of thing. Uh, Hispanic, yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm just saying specifically for that area, yeah. But like he and and word this and word that, blah, 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 and but nobody wanted to say nothing to him because mm -hmm. this son of a bitch was a scary, scary son of a bitch. This guy was shanky. Well, but wait, were there any yeah. N words around? Well, the low ones, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, there were little ones around. There little ones. Yeah. You know, because uh, I'm thinking, Quite but a few. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was uh, a fun time. <laughs> but you know what the thing was? Though, it's like you just you just let it be. You know what I mean? Like nobody wanted to like direct him or say anything. And you know the funny thing is, but like talent that's been around for a while, they're so set in their ways, and they're so set in their character. And I said this, I think, in just a couple episodes ago. I was doing, uh, I produced a show with um, uh, Cousin Luke's, uh, had a graduation for his wrestling school. And Manny Fernandez was uh, there. And I go to Manny, and understand as the, as the ringside guy, and, the, and the, I was doing the promos, uh, I said, listen, I need you to, you know, can you say something? I'm just trying to get, because a lot of times the town will say, well, what do you want me to say? I don't even know where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, they're that not interested. So, just like verbatim, like, hey, Manny, would you mind doing a promo? Yeah. Okay, can you say something like, hey, this is Manny Fernandez, and you're watching. I need him to just say what he's watching. That's all I really need him to say. Well, how about I just say what I want to say? I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'll make you just, just make sure you say that, though. <laughs> you know, I say that in three, two, one, you know what I mean? But, like, I, at the time, I was like, what an ignorant prick. But I'm thinking, my, in, in, but in foresight now, going back, I'm like, these guys were left hindsight. in their own... Hindsight. Yes. Hindsight. See, I'm right off today. I'm, it's a strategic I'm thing. Some, I'm just, it's very, very strategic. They, um... <laughs> wait till Charles gets back. I'm going to drag on him all the time. Just get off of this. But uh, it was one of those things where I'm, I, I'm like, you know what? These guys are a product of what they had to do. You know, and, and the character and whatever. And it doesn't mean, hey, you know, be a prick to people. But they know what they, you know, they don't like to be directed. They don't like to be, you know, micromanaged in a sense like the talent does now. I think the talent now looks for it. You know what? It's, it's two, two ways to look at that because Daniel Bryan not only seems like the nicest guy in the world, he actually is. Right. That's, that's no gimmick. That's not fake. Right. He's out there being himself. He is actually that nice guy. Right. I was at his at his show when he came back after signing with WWE for his final indie show, saying goodbye to the indies in New Jersey. Yes. And I was I was at that show, and he waited until everybody left, and they were folding up chairs in Souvenir Arena before he even left out of there, taking pictures, saying hi to everybody. That's nice. And he didn't even have to do that. Right. You know. Well, and you know what? Some people remember where they came from. Some people forget. You know, we've seen that, right? Oh, of course. Some people uh, forget that they, you know, where they came from and that they didn't weren't able to stay where they went. <laughs> you know, hey. we know people like that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so it, it's what you pull from it. And, you know, recent, you know, by the time this airs, the, we're past WrestleMania weekend, but the Hall of Fame, if we can refer to the Hall of Fame for a second, 
you there's a lot of guys there that really just like and and i'll bring up mark henry specifically wait wait wait, wait. Go ahead. Before, before we get into all this yes why don't we pay some bills do hey you know why don't we pay some bills and knock some stuff out that way we can keep doing this this is why and that way we can really get in get in depth into it this is why legrand is on the show <laughs> did you know that's that? the only reason legrand Hey, we don't care about your input. We want you to keep us on track. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> he's, okay. he's perfectly fine. It's okay. Frankie Frizzle did a great job filling in for you. Hey, man. He, he took your cue, and he's like, well, let's get back to the thing. I said, you know, LeGrand Frizzo was the Yeah, nobody listens to me when I say it. Not at all. <laughs> that's a good like Mark, Frizzo Mark, just stop. We're like, Mark, stop marking. Just stop. All right, we're, we're on that Waco Wrestling Show. We're going to be talking a lot more about things that are not uh, done today. Uh, like they were that were tradition uh, right on this but we'll be back right here on That Way Cool Wrestling Show since 1974, Cannon Entertainment has been serving the tri-state area, providing professional musical entertainment to thousands of our customers. Cannon Entertainment doesn't just play music. We are professional musical entertainers. We have personality, talent, and each DJ has a minimum of seven years' experience. We are especially trained for events like the one you're planning. We will customize your event to make it everything you want, and we'll give you our many years of experience to make it even more. Don't gamble with your affair. Be sure to choose the best. Cannon Entertainment. Check us out on the web at cannonentertainment.com. Call us now. That's right. You can dial 610-449-8908. You will speak to Rob Cannon himself and book your event or private party today. We also have a nice brand new website there at cannonentertainment.com. So go check that out and let us know what we can do for you. You might even be able to get myself if I'm not uh, locked in the studio doing this show here. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Sorry about your job. But anyway, we're talking about uh, things that are um, uh, were a tradition that not, not, are not necessarily done today by uh, today's talent. And we were about to get into, um, uh, I guess, the respect level of, of this. And I was going to mention Mark Henry. We, um, by the time this airs, we recently um, had the Hall of Fame that was done. And... Uh, for me, speech of the night was Mark Henry. I mean, that guy had me in tears like the entire twenty minutes he was on. He himself in tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the the love that that guy has for this business, and the respect that he has, and we the reason why we, we segued into that is talking about people who forgot where they came from, and there's a man right there who did not forget where he came from, um, and just the 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 in all he was about like hey this is where I come and like you know someone who had those accomplishments you know an Olympian uh, world's strongest man he was the world heavyweight champion um, you know so many different accolades um, he did all those great vignettes with Mae Young that would be the accumulation of my thing right? now see that would be one of the, <laughs> that would be one of the examples of the stuff that sucked with the Attitude Era I mean I liked Mark Henry uh, I like the sexual chocolate character, but giving birth to a hand, yeah, I could have done without that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And where is that hand? Is the WWE taking care of that hand nowadays? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's probably in the warehouse. In the warehouse yeah. somewhere. In a baggie. So high five. So. <laughs> <laughs> DDP has it? <laughs> DDP bought it in auction on eBay. Oh, my God. That's great. The May Young hand. Could you imagine? Oh, God, for fun. But, yeah, that's what, you know, you, know, you think about it, yeah. and you're watching... Magnum TA versus 
Tully Blanchard in an I Quit match. And then you fast forward about 15-something years later, 20 years later, and they're giving birth to a hand. <laughs> like, when did this happen? Uh, so there you go, right there. The, the, the sports entertainment was always there from, when would you say, sports entertainment was always there. But when would you really say, what error would you say that it actually really oh, came can, into play? I can pinpoint it. It was, in the WBF, it was definitely like late 89 to ni- like 1991. Was you think that year. late? That late? From an, okay. So like you always had the- Like Jake, legit sports you entertainment. You had the Jake the Snake Roberts. You had the Honky Tonk Man Elvis impersonators. Um, but I think as far as the, the 1991, you had IRS, you had the Million Dollar Man, you had the Undertaker, you had all these characters that weren't Bob but you had, Smith. But you had you know, the Street, and you had Austin Idol, and you had like who were also characters. If you compare them to the Hackenschmidts, the if you compare them to the Gorgeous Georges, who was a character. Gorgeous George. Now, what year was Gorgeous George? Did say Hackenschmidt? George Hackenschmidt? What? George Hackenschmidt? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. I'm just going. I'm just going. Yeah, I mean, all that he said that. I'm just like boom. I'm a wrestling guy, man. Well, that's what Jim Ross notified us that the NWA title goes back to 1905 and George Hackenschmidt. Yeah, that's the only reason I know. I didn't see him. I wasn't there. I know that. I'm not like Dick Clark. I'm not like a voodoo prince or something like that. Um, well, but yeah, like, there's always but Gorgeous Tom. George. Like you can go back as, as early as Gorgeous George, but it, that was a gimmick. But the that, that, there's a there's a, there's a gray line. Yeah, there's a gray there's a gray line between the gimmick and sports entertainment. And wouldn't you say that uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, like you were saying, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, where it was more so gimmick? Can you compare that to the vignettes of? non-wrestling vignettes of giving birth to a hand. Now, granted, I have to compare it to Ric Flair setting up for a date with Precious. Ron Garvin. But it ends up being Ron Garvin. Miss Atlanta Lively. You know what I mean? Now, that's that's still one of the greatest Look, of all time. That chick has three shoulders. <laughs> but that goes yeah. back to Mark Henry, because when he did the whole date, like, oh, sweet Jesus! Yes. Yes. I was rolling. Yes. And it brought me right back to the Ryan Garvin thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes in waves. I hate the oh God. I shouldn't have said it like that. But <laughs> it's, it's waves to this. You know, but but how far back do you think it didn't really go? Because, I mean, yes, in WWE, there was a lot more gimmick-oriented okay, so stuff than NWA. But, like... I'm going to take your question and 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 rearrange convert it, it to rearrange it to what I what I feel. Okay. Okay. Kayfabe. There was always a part of me that kind of had an idea, hey, maybe wrestling's predetermined. But 1991 really? like I mentioned was the year that I knew. Okay. I'm 91 I'm, old. I'm, a, I'm a freshman in high school. How old does that make me? What, 16, 15? And I'm watching IRS and 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 like I said, uh all these not uh, repo man, you know, like yeah. all these not these rest these are wrestlers, but they're not wrestling. Tully and Arn Anderson, you know, Ric Flair, Paul Orndorff. And the gimmicks are not wrestling. They're, yes, they're non wrestling exactly. scenarios. Yes. And I'm, I, so now I'm a kid. And Isaac I think, Yankum. So so 
again, I'm going to change it. I think it became more sports entertainment at that time. Looking back at hindsight, Dan, um, you have the ability to know, well, guess what? In 1991, Vince McMahon is indicted on trial for steroids, right. for steroid use. Right. There is um, Barry O is coming out saying that there's homosexual um, terminations going on for right. this and that. And I think Vince McMahon needed to, to come out and say, okay, this is an entertainment form versus a legit sport event. Mm -hmm. So I never heard the words sports entertainment until like 89, 90. Well, that's when they labeled it. Yeah, right. 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 So like, that's kind of where I, and it's funny because that was kind of a, a, a time that I really liked, 89 NWA. WBF was good as Giovanni as, as a play-by-play -play on WBF right. with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Um, you had the Brain Busters and Heart Foundation tearing it up, giving yeah. clinics all over the place. Is that where Shabani had that weird mustache? No, he shaved, no, he he shaved, shaved it, it off. Yeah, he shaved it okay. off. Yeah. So, like, just going back to that era, but th that's kind of when it ex it was exposed. And I was like, it's not the same. And then you had, um, you guys can appreciate this, the local Tri-State Wrestling Alliance run by Joel Goodhart. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he brought back a lot of the older, now again, my old school is different than yours, James. Brought back a lot of those old school 80s talent yeah. in 1991. Yeah, 19... I was there. Though. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So like, um, and then you you get the evolution of Cactus Jack and Eddie Gilbert having those fantastic matches. And a hardcore, you witnessed the birth, in Philadelphia anyway, of mm -hmm. what hardcore wrestling went on to become. From Eastern Championship right, Wrestling. Right, right. Tri-State Wrestling Alliance to, Eastern, to ECW. Right, right. Um, you saw an evolution in front of you. So you kind of, in a matter of like two years, you went from, oh my gosh, is so-and-so really hurt? Oh my gosh, is so-and-so going to do it? To, oh, well that guy, I right. don't, I kind of know what's going on here. To, wait, I'm questioning it again. <laughs> Yeah. Because that look, because getting slammed on thumbtacks looks like it hurts. It's like <laughs> so, like you, you just, you just, you went through different stages, and and then of course when the, when the late nineties happened, you just kind of know it was all. As soon as they went public, uh, traded company, you kind of knew. Okay, this is a. But you know, you know what? If, if you would ask Ric Flair that question, he would say, "Oh, he did it so uh, he would be able to uh, get the exemption for calling it a performance." In the mm -hmm. state of New York. Right. right. Yeah. And wasn't there like an anti-blood rule in Philadelphia? Like you weren't allowed to bleed unless you... There, there was at a, at a time. As a matter of fact, it's, it's funny. Ivan Cole was in the ring at the Civic Center. And the, uh, the fans were screaming for blood. And Ivan yeah. Cole said, you want blood? I'll tell you, Commissioner, he's sitting right there. <laughs> I remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, between that and the time that Abdullah the Butcher was here. And he was Abdullah the Butcher, as many of you know, is yeah. famous for bloodbath matches. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't whip out the fork. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. And people were pissed. And they started booing because they wanted Abdullah the Butcher to be the Butcher. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know. Can I, t I tell you guys? I'm sorry. Again, I'm hijacking the show. I want to tell you something else I miss that's not done today that was done in the past. And that is the dusty finish. I would love to see a tunnel change happen that doesn't happen. You know, like by hook or by crook, the heel champion keeps the title. 
We all go home. We all close off Monday Night Raw thinking that the, the face has won the title. Mm -hmm. But, nope. The referee earlier in the match got knocked out, decided to disqualify. Mm -hmm. A different referee counted the three count. We're going to see you next week, folks. And then you come back with that announcement in the ring. Guess what? It didn't happen. So-and-so is still champion. I, I would like to see yeah. more of that. Again, you can... Uh, Vince McMahon, call me. <laughs> there are ways you can implement that in today's wrestling. You can still honor the past and use it for the present. There are two instances where that happened live for me. Um, the main event, everybody going into the spectrum thought that there was going to be a title change. Champion superstar Billy Graham versus... Bruno, Bruno was it a steel cage match? A steel cage my, match. My dad, I was not born. My dad took my mom on a date and told me mm -hmm. about that. I, I can't wait to hear your... Everybody, you... everybody knew there's no way yep. Bruno's not going to get his title right. back. That, that spectrum <laughs> sold out. No theme music, no this, that, and the other. No cable. Right. 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 No nothing. That building was sold out. Bruno versus Graham. And no, no Bruno's not going to lose a cage match. Right. Because he's Bruno. Bruno never loses a cage match. <laughs> right. Went there that night. Bruno lost the cage match. Because Graham he threw him, he threw him so forcefully into the tunnel of the cage door, right? I, post, he flew I, I posted out. that a hundred times in the respect uh, yeah. in the respect group. I just <laughs> I just signed up for respect, so uh you'd Did be you? on the lookout for me, okay? But like, yeah, my my dad took my mom uh to that car. I, I don't know if I was born yet or not. If I was, I was really small. But he told whoa, me whoa, whoa, wait, 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 February eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Okay, I was born. I was, I was, I was, I was small. Okay, because two nights later, he lost. It's about Backlund and, and Square Garden. That was February twentieth. That was was that in Maryland? He lost no, no, to Backlund. No, 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 Madison Square Garden. Okay, and white trunks, red knee pad on his bad knee with Bruno hurt two nights before, but uh, Monday night, February twentieth, nineteen seventy eight, Backlund took Graham's title. Hey, LeGrand, isn't this like the Battle of the Rain match? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna challenge yeah, Mr. Gore here. Title. I'm gonna yeah, challenge title. because I thought that I thought that Bob Backlund won the title in Baltimore, in Maryland. I think I think James, if you're okay, up, so I want to bet a dollar, a gentleman's bet. <laughs> I think I think James, if you're up, if you're up to it, James. I think we're going to organize. I think mean, back to when Nikolai Volkov was a oh, Mongol, did, and he's going to challenge me on some Well, no, no, no. No. Did, did, no. <laughs> did, um, did, did Superstar beat did Superstar that beat Bruno in Maryland? Yes, Baltimore. Okay. I'm sorry. I confused the two. Mm -hmm. uh, see? I'm sorry. Okay. We can talk this out. I think we're going to have our own You would have got a dollar. Bob Backlund. Oh, we got it, Billy Graham. We got it. February 20th, 1978. LeGrand. We got it. We got it, LeGrand. We're good. LeGrand, this is what we're going to do. Back up for a second so I can see LeGrand. LeGrand, this is what we're going to do. And we're just going to do it based on where we're sitting. You're going to manage James Gore. I want to manage Mark. When Charles comes back, he's going to be the actual commentator of this show. And we're going to have that way cool wrestling show, Super Clash. Wait a second. And just have a, a, a debate, like an old-fashioned debate, but it's just going to be about wrestling. And let these two encyclopedias go at it. I think that's what we're gonna do. I was gonna say back to the other popcorn. day, you know, Graham versus Bruno. There was a tag team match. The same thing happened. This was at the arena, though. It was like yeah. a house, regular house show. Yeah. It sold out. It was a tag team title match. The champions, the Valiant Brothers, yeah. against a team that nobody could beat: Chief J. Strongbow and Bruno Sammartino. 
Yeah. Oh, Bruno and Chief Strobel are leaving building with those belts. No, they did not. Which, um, thank you. I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to actually say it because we didn't say it in the last episode, and I wanted to. We just had that. We just lost uh, Luscious Johnny V. Yeah, yeah Luscious Johnny, Johnny V. So I want to. Yes. I want to. I want to say uh, our condolences to their family uh, from all of us here at that Way Cool Wrestling Show, and rest in peace, Luscious Johnny V. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't, and, wanna, I didn't want to bring it down. You mentioned that. It's funny. I remember back uh, into the dragon. Yes. Bruce Lee. Johnny I'm, I'm watching John, that Johnny, yesterday. I'm, I'm bringing that up because <laughs> Johnny V had a similar kicking style to John Saxon. You remember the way yeah. John Saxon was kicking in the movies? Johnny Bannon kicked just like that. Yeah, John he Saxon had no John business Saxon winning any match in that, in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. It's funny you say it. I literally was watching that yesterday. I was because I I you know it's sometimes like he was kicking cake off an end table. He did like he had, his leg was bent and it was like he was kicking like a knee or something like that. And I'm like John, stop it! You're not you're not doing this, you know. And and you know because then you had the we're getting off topic. We're getting like what's his name? The Black Samurai was it Jim oh, Kelly. Yeah, Jim Kelly, who was who was just awesome. He was another awesome one. I'm like you know I was sad to see him get off. In the movie, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Because I'm like, should have never happened. You know, it's like, why, why him? I guess somebody had to be the token, but you know, what the fuck? Out of a comic book, uh-huh. you know. But you know, John Saxon was gonna like gamble his way out of that show, trying to, movie. His, trying to hold his hairpiece on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'll stop it. And then he went on to so battle Freddy Krueger. So. Yeah, it was so hard. Yeah, yeah. And he was a Woody call too. If you remember, you know my my first memories of John Saxon. Like, we're getting off subject big time. Uh, but when uh, remember when he was on was it the Bionic Woman, where he was the robot? Yeah. That the face came off almost like Westworld. Mm-hmm. And it was all like <laughs> like it was all like electronics underneath. That was like my first inkling because John Saxon looks a lot like my father, or my father looks a lot like him. I guess I forget who's older, but. Um, the uh, but it, that was my first thing is seeing John Saxon. I'm like, oh, he looks like daddy, and then like they took his face off. I'm like, oh, I don't look like daddy anymore, you know. <laughs> oh my god, you know. And then you see him in Enter the Dragon, it's so funny you say that, but um, you know, it there's a lot. I'm trying to think back, and you know what a big thing was because we're starting to run out of time a little bit, but I definitely want to get this in because with this subject is the main thing I was that really prompted me for the show was. The style of calling the show based on sports entertainment of of actually pushing the storyline along versus calling the match. Like they no longer call the match anymore. Mm-hmm. As a and the terminology that was used in that in that clickbait that you like to refer to as uh, it was. which it is <laughs> um, was um, calling it as an athletic event. I think versus pushing storylines story is what they actually said. And it's true. Like, when I would watch, and a commentator that really does not get his just due, and I think it's because of who he was, was David Crockett. I really highly enjoyed listening to David Crockett on NWA Worldwide. And when he would call a match, they would constantly be just talking about that guy, which was the concentration, this is why we like these wrestlers because we're learning all about them in that sense. And then when he would do the instant replay, it was much like, back then, it was much like watching something on ESPN. Mm-hmm. It was much like, and you know, the funny, for somebody laughed when I equated to this, in the 80s, if you watched a David Crockett slow motion recap, it was much like mm-hmm. watching 
bowling. Yes. On on yes. channel six or something like that. And everybody's like, well, bowling. I'm like, well, first of all, you know, Mark's a bowler. <laughs> I I up until I wrestled, I bowled from 16. So I was I used to watch bowling on TV, and that calm, very you're like, well, it doesn't have to be excited. No, he doesn't have to be excited. He's, a, he's approaching his opponent. He's about to get him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they go, and he brings him up, and he brings him down. Tijo Khan, NWA Worldwide, you know, like, you know, you know, awesome. and that was it. It was just like, and I'm like, yeah, dude, this is great. You just recapped that whole match for me right there. Like, as a kid, you're like, holy shit, this is great, you know. And uh, you know that kind of thing, I do miss, and I think it takes. It, we just said this, and I just said this momentarily. Was that um, I was watching Impact, and they, uh, I forget who was in the ring. Was it one of the women who were in the ring? But they were talking about the world championship, mm -hmm. which was coming up later. Not even later; it was actually coming up in like a week. You know, uh, it was it, which is Aries versus uh, El Patron. But we're watching a women's. We're watching like uh, you know, like Allie defend her world or women's mm -hmm. championship. I'm like, well, why aren't we talking about Allie? <clears throat> like she's in the ring, and like if I'm being distracted by your talk. I'm not paying attention to what's happening in the ring. There's also a good explanation for that. I believe TNA, as of recently, because I think they're less of a wrestling promotion and more of a show that produces wrestling. I don't think they're... And I think that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they film, they film a lot of their matches out of sequence, and then they put it together to create the shows. Right. So there's probably a good reason for why they didn't... There, uh, yeah, you, you, there is but probably a legit I get, I get your yeah. I get your point. You want to... You know, if someone has... We know that a headlock is a rush move, okay? But, like, there used to be a time, oh, they're really wrenching the, the, the neck, you know? And and selling it. And they, selling it, Selling right. it for the talent. Yes, right. and, 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 and I think that, you know, that was a time, and don't forget fans, later on tonight, Saturday Night's main event, we have Hercules versus, you know, you could use that rest hold moment to build up yeah. later in the show. But now it's like, I don't, you know, Monday night, I guarantee the, there will be a match with Titus Worldwide, and they will mention Roman Reigns at least twice. It, it, it just happens. Right, no, and you're not completely giving, out of the thing. You're not right. giving the wrestlers in the ring their credit, their due. You are announcing what you want to push the agenda. Yeah, so it's you crap on whoever's in the ring. Right, yeah. To promote the and I don't think that's them. right. And then here's another thing that came up that I was thinking about, and... Um, once again, this goes back to impact. There's a there's a Sammy Callahan with OVE is jumping people left and right. Very, they're <coughs> trying to produce it like old school, like Four Horsemen hiring a cameraman and right. filming it. But here's where I have a problem with it because remember, impact is on Pop. Pop is a uh, CBS affiliate, so they have a large amount of production that they did. And I'm going to get into this. this is kind of like why I didn't like the whole Broken Hearty gimmick. The heck was that? Uh, it was all the Broken Hardy gimmick and stuff like that. I didn't like it because of how overly produced it was. But what happened was they're they're doing a program where they're fighting Eddie Edwards, and you see this OVE camera following or stalking his wife. Okay. Now, granted, it's a camcorder which has the OVE logo in the corner, burned on, yeah. burned on there, and I hear this ominous music. So I'm like, first of all, I'm like. How the fuck did they do that? If they're stalking them, right? Where, is there a sound crew with them? It's supposed to be live, right? Remember so, the so old, um, I'm gonna get you sucking. Yeah, 
where you just bring the band. He's got his theme music. You turn the camera around as an 80s band. Right, like a hero. Yeah, right. And like, and like, I'm like. First of all, I'm like, how do you not notice this like group of people? Because there's obviously a rolling, there's a rolling uh, editing crew that's there that's producing all this yeah, shit, right? Boom, might hit you. Right, like the '70s right? movies. So then you, they broadcast. Somehow they get this feed, this through this personal camera. They get this feed. So now you need linemen with satellite hookups and stuff like that to get it back to live to the arena. So Eddie Edwards sees this and he's like, oh, I'm out of here. So in the course of one match, because they must have like were living, quote unquote, or, or renting, quote unquote, about three minutes from the arena. <laughs> yeah. So he gets the arena. And then there's all this pre-production of they film getting out of the car. And then they film going in. And then they're above, like, you know, like the stairwell, and they're showing him coming up. Sons of bitches, if you're already there, why are you helping that girl out <laughs> instead of waiting for her to get killed by these people? Like, it's like, come on now, let's like, like there's, I said, there's it goes a. goes back to yeah. the mankind thing when uh, Mick Foley <laughs> had that boiler room brawl and he said everything was perfect and the one thing that killed it was that one camera shot yeah. where they had him getting crushed and the camera was on the forklift as it was dropping the pallet down. He said that yeah. killed the whole damn Yeah, because it and didn't something recently happen like that where was it Brock Lesnar did this? Somebody went through a, a a limo window. I forget if Brock Lesnar did this to somebody. This was like last year. On Raw. And I we we talked about this on no, Facebook. AJ, AJ and uh, Shane McMahon. Was it that where yeah. the camera was inside yeah. the limo? Yeah. That killed it for me. Mm-hmm. I, once again, once again, like, why is there a camera just aimlessly sitting in the limo <laughs> waiting for somebody to get I'm fucking, in you my, know? I'm in the limo just chilling, getting a smoke break. And oh, yeah. my God, here comes the axe. Let me <laughs> at least, out. At least <laughs> when the horseman hired a cameraman, they said they had to make a point. Somebody said, hey, you know what? You got to, like, make some kind of point why there's a camera <laughs> going on here, you know? Hey, we hired you. We paid you good money. Just make sure you shut up and, and just film what we tell you about. At least they did that, you know. And we laugh to say, yeah, they're not worried about getting sued or anything like that. But at least they made mentioning that they they did this guy. They took care of this guy and said, here, boom, there you go. Uh, these pre-production things, I'm just like, you got to be out of your mind. Like, like this doesn't make any sense at all. So the overproduction, I think, is something that. Is a problem because when at the end of the day, no matter what you want to call it, it is wrestling, and the less of this drama BS, which doesn't make sense, the better. Now, you made a good point, James, to say, well, the writers are thinking, well, we're doing this because you're one person. Who's this? You know, who else is not buying? There are a lot of people that just buy into it, and there are a lot of people that don't. But I don't think the pulse is in the writer's hands and I don't and they're gonna obviously just write what they're gonna write and quote unquote if it ain't broken don't fix it in in a sense you know um, but I, I it's one of those things where that's where the the ups and downs of wrestling I think happen when the fans are just like I've had enough of this and they're not gonna they're not gonna 
change this until there's a drop, a significant drop. And I think that's unfortunate because then the rest of us who are being loyal are just like, all right, we're never going to put up with this shit, you know, for right now. You know what I mean? So, but we are running out of time here. What a great show. I think there, there's so much more we could say about this. And, and we will later on. Trust we probably me. will. It'll bring it. It'll come up. It'll definitely come up. But coming up will be the Battle of the Rain Men. It'll be Super Clash right here on That Way Cool Wrestling Show. <laughs> that Way Cool Wrestling Show exclusive. <laughs> James Gore what versus Mark Lindsay. We're going to do promos. <laughs> gonna, we're going to film. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to film promos. We're going to have promos. We're going to put them on the prospective Facebook pages. And we're going to have this battle off, I think. Just remember, the one thing that happened here was I confused. I was right about Baltimore, Maryland. I just confused which champion was involved. Well, That's you better all. stop that because I'm the one managing you. You're on my side. <laughs> <laughs> but how many How many 41-year-olds how, probably... How were you right about Baltimore, Maryland? We were talking about Bruno and... Right. Bruno and Graham. I confused... Uh, I confused... That's right, Daddy. He was Gra- talking about Bruno and Daddy. <laughs> Graham, Graham was involved. I, I confused Superstar beating Bruno with back when beating Superstar. Okay, and this is what I want to do. There's going to be a championship belt. That will be be given to the winner. And what it's going to be, it's going to be a a regular old belt, like a a belt to hold up your pants, with a dollar (laughs) taped to the front. Because you did a dollar dollar gentleman's bet. I'll give you my address. You can just mail it to me. Let me tell you something, brother. This guy, uh, I'm gonna pump him so full of medication he's not gonna know anything about wrestling. Blah, blah, blah. Vitamins. I'm gonna take my vitamins. He's gonna take his vitamins. That's right, Daddy. You're gonna have a big gallon of water, Daddy, to put them vitamins down. He still won't know who's in Baltimore. <laughs> now watch your back, because you might see Mark behind you and a recording crew and a film crew and JJ Dillon and JJ Dillon and theme music and theme music. A running by, a running by, a running by new Hall of Famer Kid Rock, you know, whatever. Oh God, <laughs> this is crazy. We're gonna do that. We're gonna definitely do that. And then Charles is gonna. I'm gonna give. I have to give Charles a job because he'll be back. So he'll commentate. And be like, so you're talking about the, this, and you know, you're saying that, and uh, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Anyway, we love you, brother. <laughs> Check us out on thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com. Go to Facebook, That Way Cool Wrestling Show. While you're on Facebook, check out Respect Thy Wrestling Forefathers. You can ask permission to jump into that group, but we only want wrestling fans. We don't want anybody else. And uh, You will get booted out. You will get booted out. That's right. And then also, uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter machines, as we are. Twitter, Twitter machines. I, and in all honesty, folks, I haven't really posted anything on Twitter yet because it's, it's one of those things I post every once in a while. But check us out. It's TWCWS Podcast on uh, Twitter. So you can check that out. And of course, you know, check us out on Facebook. We want you to interact. So go on the Facebook page, share the Facebook page, comment on it, tell us what you like to hear. Let us know who you think is going to win, James Gore or Mark Lindsay <laughs> in. That way, cool wrestling show, Super Clash. Right here. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like stealing everything, everybody's names. You ever notice that? Like, I'm just so happy. There's like no. Yeah, you're very right. unoriginal. I'm very unoriginal with that. I noticed that. Uh, that's okay. 
It's okay. Nobody's nobody's bothering me. It's that strategery. It's that it's strategery. Mighty Hayawata. <laughs> My bug buddy over there. All right. So anyway, until next time, for James Gore, for LeGrand Jackson, for Mark Lindsay. See you. My name's Danny J. We'll see you at the match. Goodbye, everybody. Produced by DJB Productions. Go to www.thatworkcoolwrestlingshow.com.